What's up, guys, and welcome to yet another episode of the DIYpreneur. Have you joined my email list yet? Well, if you haven't, then I recommend you do so because I give out $25 every 10 days to a lucky subscriber on this list. I also have free merch opportunities that come out to you on this list, and I give free content every week. So it's pretty cool. Go join that on the DIYpreneur.com. Also, if you like this show, then subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, etc. It would be so appreciated if you left a rating and review on my show, again, on whatever platform you're listening on. I would love you to send those in to me uh, through email so that I can put them on my site for people to see there. And again, I can connect with you more personally as well. Also, go check out my YouTube channel. I live up to the DIYpreneur theme on this channel where... With every guest, I do a challenge that is according to whatever their business model is. So I blog about my resourcefulness. I blog about what I had to do to make this happen. So I really like the content I'm putting out there. And I really want to make it valuable for you guys and fun. So go subscribe there to know when the next video is dropping. Today, I'm going to sit down with Elise Benin, who is the founder of Marketing Mentor. She is also a coach and a strategist within Marketing Mentor. But she's also an author with books like Guide to Money and Stop Pushing Me Around. So without further ado, let's get into that interview. All right, Elise, you ready to get ugly? I am. Sweet. Okay, Elise, so to get things kicked off here, just quickly introduce yourself and then why Marketing Mentor is special to you and special to your customers, and then we can go from there. So my name is Elise Benin, and I run a consulting practice called Marketing Mentor, which is at marketing-mentor.com. And I teach mostly creative people how to get better clients with bigger budgets, or sometimes I say bigger clients with better budgets, but Mm -hmm. it's usually all about stopping, taking whatever comes along, which Mm -hmm. is sometimes called word of mouth. And really figuring out who you want to work with, who you're best suited to work with, and then going and finding them. So is it, is it kind of like a networking thing then? Is it when, it, when it's marketing mentor, is, is there any marketing involved or is it, because um, you said that you try to connect your clients with better people, right? So it's more. I teach them. I teach, teach them, them teach how them. to do networking, how to do outreach, how to do content marketing, Sweet. how to connect all the tools with a focus on the market they're interested in working with. Because otherwise, people are either paralyzed or doing really disconnected kind of random marketing and social media mm, just sure. because they think they should be doing it. For sure. So at least. The next question that I had here, just to keep things light and fun, because we do talk about a little uh, deep and real stuff on this show, I just like to ask a random question to all my guests. And so the random question that I have for you is, how did you get into the profession that you are now? How, get, say, a story of how you got into it. Was it something that happened when you were a little kid? How did you end up where you're at now? I was fired from my second job out of college, and I was so angry, I decided I was never working for anyone again, and I was living in the New York area, and I looked around at all the people I knew, and they were dancers and artists and musicians and actors, and they were totally disorganized, and I was a little bit more organized, and so I said, I'm going to be a professional organizer. And as I started helping people with their, literally, this is 1988, piles of papers, I would always come to something at the bottom that had something to do with marketing and self-promotion that was not getting done. 
and it just was so consistent that I realized the bigger problem was the marketing and self-promotion and the clutter was the obstacle. So I just started kind of listening to the market for what the market needed, which is what I also teach, and evolved my services accordingly. And I keep doing that because if you don't continue to evolve your services, you're going to be left behind. For sure. So at least this might be a redundant question because this is the next one that I have for you. It's describe or tell us a story of an obstacle or a situation that you had in your life that drove you down the path of entrepreneurship and eventually got you to the point you're at now. Is it is it that second job you got fired from or was it something else? Go ahead and just explain that story for us. Well, I mean, I don't know that this is an obstacle, but I would go back a little further and just say that it was kind of in my blood to be self-employed. So it was really just a matter of time. I was raised in a family of self-employed people, and basically that means we are unemployable, right? We (laughs) cannot really be employed. We don't like people telling us what to do, and we want to be in charge and in control of everything. So that is how I was raised, and so it was really just a question of when, although this was all totally unconscious. I was not looking to become self-employed. but And so it wasn't even a should I do it or shouldn't I do it. There was really no other option in my mind. And uh, often people are very uh, admiring or impressed by the fact that I've been self, self-employed and self-sufficient for 31 years, but I don't see it that way. Yes, it's a lot of responsibility, but it's also uh, the freedom is, you know, just something you get addicted to, mm-hmm. actually. And so I could never hold a job. I'm just totally unemployable. Did you have any kind of like side hustles or, or small businesses when you were growing up? Or was it always? Yeah. Describe I just sold one of those for us. Wax. I sold wax. Remember those wax lips? But the ice cream man, you may not remember this. <laughs> yeah. uh, the ice cream man used to sell around Halloween, especially wax lips. And I would buy them from the ice cream man. And then I would resell them at school to my friends. I did that. I did the Girl Scout cookies. Uh, we did lemonade, you know, everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually heard a quote from someone. I don't know who it's from. But they, going back to when you said, you know, we, we enjoy the freedom as entrepreneurs, um, I don't know who this was, but they said we work a hundred hours a week, so we don't have to work forty hours a week. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and my like my entrepreneurial side says yeah, and my other side says well, that doesn't really make sense, but sure. <laughs> and so, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, your like your grit and your drive takes over. And so, you know, hundred hours in that case is definitely better than forty hours. And and for most people, it may seem ludicrous, but for entrepreneurs and people that have kind of grind it makes more sense but uh moving on elise when you were starting your entrepreneurial journey in your life doing the coaching you are now in the startup phase of this describe here tell us a story of an obstacle that you faced and how you got through it you know how did you do it resourcefully creatively when it came up tell us that story so i think you know the biggest problems in my experience have been my own inability to admit when I didn't know something. And so I can think of, and at that point, early on, 
I didn't know what my niche was. My niche has evolved to be what I call creative professionals, which are designers of all different types, writers of all different types, photographers, illustrators, marketers, people offering marketing and creative services. But at the beginning, I didn't really have a niche. And so I was just helping anyone who needed help, including people who did things I didn't understand, but I had too much vanity to say, what the heck do you do? I don't understand what you do. And so I'm thinking of a guy who did something called due diligence. I didn't know what that was. I worked with an actuary. I still don't really exactly know what that means. <laughs> I had a guy who who was selling um, uh, those uh, like portable toilets who wanted help. And that I said no to. You have to draw the line somewhere and there was one guy I lived in Hoboken New Jersey and so there's a lot of Italian bakers there and I remember one client was one of these Italian bakeries and so I got a lot of bread out of that one Mm. but um, and that of course I understood what they did but I just had so many really bad memories at this point of people whose services I had no idea what they were doing and I was too shy or vain or scared to say, please explain to me what you do. <laughs> so, Elise, so I wasn't very good at helping them as a result. Yeah. Did you kind of get yourself into like a between a rock and a hard place with this? Because you put yourself there and then, you know, in the end, you didn't know what they did. So you didn't know how to help them correctly. So exactly when it ended, how, how did those those relationships end and how did you work through those relationships? I think they mostly just fizzled out. That's Mm. what happens most of the time. I mean, yes, there are certain situations where it didn't end well because of miscommunication, usually. Mm. And that's kind of a different situation. I'm thinking of another guy. He was a change management consultant. And he thought I was going to do one thing, and I thought I was going to do another thing, and we never really put it in writing. And so that didn't end well. But most of the situations where I wasn't very helpful, they just kind of disappeared and I didn't pursue them because I was kind of relieved. Yeah, for sure. So Elise, growing businesses, entrepreneurs usually focus on their startups for you know most of the day. And it's definitely something they think about day and night. And then they obviously have to run their lives as well. So my question to you is when you were starting this all up, Describe some of your personal situation. How did you keep, you know, a roof over your head? How did you keep food in your stomach? Were you doing anything, you know, as a side hustle to, you know, pay rent or, you know, get the food that you needed for the month? How did you how did you sustain yourself during this during this time? Well, it's not exactly what you're describing because it's not like I had an idea that I was pursuing. I was just helping the people I knew. And so anytime someone seemed to be having trouble with something, I would say, well, I can help you do that, or I can help Mm. you do that. And so for the first several years, it was just really cobbling together what you might think of as part-time jobs or freelance situations or gigs, which they weren't really called gigs at that point. But it was just, you know, a kind of a mishmash of Mm. people who needed help. And I was saying, yes, I can do that. I was a bookkeeper, for several people for several years. I didn't really know too much about bookkeeping, but I learned. And you, know, you just you just say yes to things. And you know, I think one of the interesting things, and this comes up a lot lately, is people feel very insecure 
and there's this phrase imposter syndrome that people talk about and they have mm -hmm. no confidence. For some reason, that has never been my problem. I don't really know why, but I just feel like I am resourceful and I'm smart and I'll figure it out. And if it's not what you want, then we'll find someone else. Mentality is so important as an entrepreneur, but yes. So Elise, during this time, you said it was like four years that you were doing the side gigs and then growing you know, your coaching programs and all this stuff, you're helping people out. Was the long road, was that hard to handle mentally to get through that? Or what was it more of just kind of like a process for you? Yeah, no, I can barely remember, first of all, Josh. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly just an evolution. Things mm -hmm. continue to change. Needs of people continue to change. The computer arrives <laughs> and then the internet arrives. And, you know, because I used to spend a lot of time in the library looking up information and doing research for people and doing networking on behalf mm. of other people and making sales calls. And then suddenly there are all these online tools. So you have to learn how to do that. And then um, and, and just to kind of correct the record for a second, I basically for the first 15 years, let's say, was doing the marketing for different people before I started coaching on it and teaching people how to do it. So it, so all of those side gigs were really just me learning how to do the thing that I am now teaching. So kind of just rolling with the punches and then, you know, every day is a new day and go from yeah. there. <laughs> That's definitely yeah. an entrepreneur's life right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's great. So Elise, when you finally got some traction and, uh, you started seeing good revenue come in from, you know, helping people out with their marketing, coaching and all this stuff. When this was solidified and you had a good, you know, audience, describe just one obstacle here that you faced and tell us that story. So here's what comes to mind. Um, I did pretty quickly find a market, the market of graphic design and graphic designers that I started to get a bit of a foothold in writing articles for a magazine. It was called How Magazine. Mm -hmm. And then speaking at the conferences, they invited me to speak early on. Those were my first speaking engagements. And I saw some of the other authors were authoring books. Some of the other article writers were authoring books for them. And I was complaining to my therapist, how come they haven't asked me to write a book? <laughs> and she said, why haven't you offered? And so uh, the obstacle that came to mind when you asked that question was my own kind of, maybe this is insecurity too, like, why mm. haven't they asked me? Why don't they want me? And the reality is, and this is what I teach, you have to go after what you want. You can't mm. wait for someone so to true. ask you to do it. Right. So, so the obstacle, it's a mental obstacle. It's a, it's a self-important way of looking at the world and a passive way of hoping something happens instead of, all right, what do I need to do to go get what I want? So true. Yeah. You have to grab everything as an entrepreneur. That's just, again, how it works. So Elise, the next thing that I had for you here was, this is an interesting question I like to ask most of the guests because it really opens up how they think and it opens up their entrepreneurial mind. This question is, in a word, what is one attribute you would tell an aspiring entrepreneur to master? Uh, communication. communication. Clear communication. So would you want to explain why communication and not like drive or passion? 
No, definitely not driver passion. I do not believe in passion at all. I think people get too focused on the feelings underneath what they're trying to do. And then when the feeling disappears, as all feelings do, then they're not doing the thing anymore. You can't do it that way. That will not sustain you. So I think communication, learning how to communicate clearly, how to listen and hear what people are really saying, because it usually has nothing to do with you. And they're giving you a lot of information when they talk. And if you can listen clearly and then speak clearly and ask a lot of questions so that you're just basically constantly learning and then integrating what you learn into whatever it is that you do next, that to me is the way to grow. And growing is essential for an entrepreneur. For sure. So at least that's all that I had for you here today. And I want to just thank you for sharing your experiences. I know that it might not be easy to get real, but I just want to thank you for coming out on the show. My pleasure, Josh. Thank you for the invitation. What's up, guys? I hope you enjoyed my interview with Louise today. She's really a cool entrepreneur that loves to help out her clients. So I encourage you to check her out and see what she has to offer for you because she might be right for you. Again, I want to remind you to join the email list on my site, thediypreneur.com, because there's so much free value there to be claimed. So go join that list. Again, subscribe to the show if you like it, because it helps me grow and get in front of people that might want this kind of content. So subscribe. I will be releasing the Marketing Mentor Challenge for Elise. Now, I don't want to give away too much information about this, but I'll tell you that it's pretty sweet what I do. Again, I will let you know about how I made this challenge happen, what I had to do to make it happen. I blog about that stuff. I will let you know when all that is dropped. So follow me on IG so you know when all that stuff is going down. And other than that, I just want to thank Elise for coming out on the show. And I will see you guys on the next episode.